Good morning from Decrypt Media. This is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Burnin' Shib, the ETF debate, and the box. I know that's pretty cryptic this morning, but that's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What a wonderful, wonderful day. It's Monday, April 25th, 2022. It was an amazing weekend here in Northeast Ohio. 80, 85 degrees, sunny, blue skies. What a great weekend. I cannot tell you how much that we needed this in Northeast Ohio. We had cold, dreary, cloudy days for, it seemed like almost every day for months already. (laughs) We really need to get outside. But this weekend, I got to put my plant babies into my raised beds. So I start my, um, well, this year I started kale and lettuce and spinach and cabbage from seed. We have uh, the peas outside started from seed growing up our lettuces already. We have spinach outside growing from seed in the raised beds. But I got to transfer all my plant babies out to my raised beds this weekend because it's a nice day. And also what's interesting here in Northeast Ohio, I live close to the lake. And so the lake is around 10 degrees, 15 degrees cooler at this time of year than anywhere else in Northeast Ohio. So I drove to my brother's house and it's about it's about a 40 minute drive, but you're going, I would say maybe 20 miles inland. I am literally maybe a thousand feet from the lake. So you can see the lake from my house uh, and, and it's like 70 degrees at my house. But if you go to my brother's house, it's like 85 degrees. Totally different. It's pretty interesting how much the lake makes a difference on the temperature. And I'm just rambling right now, but I just want to tell you how good my weekend was. I hope yours was too. And you can write me an email, matthewarenetdecrypt.co, if you had anything interesting happen this weekend that you want to tell me about. Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 1022 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $38,835, down 2% in 24. We have Ethereum at $2,863, down 2.6% in 24. Tether's number three, Binance Coin is at 391, down 2.5%. And USDC's number five. Running off the top 10, we have Solana, XRP, Luna, Cardano, and Avalanche. Total market cap, we're at 1.79 trillion BTC dominance of 41.2 and an F dominance of 19.2. And now it's time for coin of the day. Our coin of the day is XDC, ticker XDC, ranked number 99 on coin market cap. Its price is 5.5 cents, down 4% in 24. Its current market cap is 680 million, fully diluted is 2 billion, 33% of XDCs in circulation. XDC's all-time high was it said eight months ago. XDC's all-time high was set eight months ago on August 21st, 2021, at 19.3 cents. It's down 71% since then. But never fear, if you've been hodling, it's up 35,000% from its all-time low set three years ago on June 20th, 2019. You can buy XDC on KuCoin, Get.io, 
Bybit, Liquid, and that's pretty much it. So what is XDC? The XDC network, formerly called Shinfenwa network, is an enterprise-grade Ethereum virtual machine-compatible hybrid blockchain equipped with public and private states and interoperable smart contracts. It's a highly optimized, bespoke fork of Ethereum and JP Morgan's now consensus's quorum. The XDC network reaches consensus through a delegated proof-of-stake mechanism, which allows for two-second transaction times, near-zero gas fees, and over 2,000 transactions per second. That's XDC network. Ticker XDC, ranked number 99 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into today's headlines, the team behind the popular meme coin, SHIB, Shiba Inu, has launched a new burning mechanism designed to decrease the token circulating the supply while rewarding hodlers with a yield-generating token. We'll get into yield in a minute here. The SHIB burning protocol went live over the weekend with the team tweeting that on Monday, uh, over 8 billion tokens had already been burned in the first 24 hours. The amount of burned token has grown to over 12 billion by press time. So, by the way, what is burning? Well, burning is basically taking your tokens and sending them to a burn address, a wallet, a wallet where they can't be retrieved. You're taking the tokens, you're putting them in, into a wallet that nobody has the keys for, and then they just live there. And then you could count them as out of circulating supply, out of the supply, which then reduces the amount of tokens in circulation, in theory, raises the price. However, even the SHIB team says this is not guaranteed. They said this. Scarcity can increase the price of the tokens, benefiting investors, yet it's not always guaranteed. So be careful, as always. But SHIB is now burning SHIB tokens. Grayscale has renewed a months-long push to persuade the SEC to approve converting its crypto investment firm's $40 billion Bitcoin trust into an ETF, or a spot exchange-traded fund. In a letter sent last week to the SEC, seen by the Financial Times, Grayscale's attorneys argued that the manner over which the regulatory agency approved the fourth Bitcoin futures ETF, Tucrium, opened the door to a spot Bitcoin ETF. Grayscale's attorneys argued that the first three Bitcoin futures ETFs were approved by the SEC under the Investment Companies Act of 1940. The Tucrium ETF, however, was approved under the Securities Act of 1933, a first. The SEC had previously stated that the 1940 Act offered certain investor protections not covered by the 1933 Act. The implications is that that Bitcoin spot ETF couldn't be filed via the 1940 Act. They offered insufficient investor protection. Grayscale's lawyers jumped on the Tukrim's approval via the 1933 Act, saying, We believe that the Tukrim order confirms the fundamental point that when it comes to approving exchange-traded products, there is no basis for treating spot Bitcoin's products differently from Bitcoin futures products. Ooh, what do you think is going to happen now? Email me, matthewrenner.decrypt.co. I think that Gary Gensler is just going to kind of ignore the whole thing, not even acknowledge that this argument is being made, and just kind of go about business as usual. What do you think? I would love to be wrong, but we'll have to wait and see. What do you think? Again, matthewrenner.decrypt.co. Okay, so this next one is not a hack, but people lost their money. Let's just break this down really quick. There was an NFT launch. People were buying into it, minting these NFTs, uh, but everybody's money, or Ethereum, got locked in smart contracts. The creators can't access it. The NFT buyers can't access their F, and now $34 million is locked away. (laughs) I just can't. I'm just really sick of reading these kind of articles. Anyway, the launch was for Acutars, and I'm probably saying this wrong. The spelling is A. 
K-U-T-A-R-S. Never heard it pronounced, so I'm trying my best. It's a 3D avatar project and the latest release based on Aku, an original character created by former Major League Baseball player Micah Johnson. And the character is a young black boy who dreams of becoming an astronaut. And it's inspired by a real-life question from Johnson's own nephew. And so this project is 15,000 Ethereum avatars with randomized trace, basically every NFT project out there. So here's what happened. Once the launch started, a Twitter user named Hassan warned of an issue with smart contracts and wrote that he was told by the creators and the developers that there was nothing wrong and assured there was fail-safes in place to prevent the issue. However, someone going by a username user221 then triggered the suspected exploit, which apparently halted the Ethereum withdrawals and refunds from the contract. User221 said this, Well, that was fun. I had no intention of actually exploiting this. Otherwise, I wouldn't have used Coinbase. Once you guys publicly acknowledge that the exploit exists, I will remove the block immediately. Well, apparently, user 221 released the block and the project started working again. But then another another exploit, another separate bug popped up. The end result is 11,539F locked away in the smart contract worth about $34 million. What's going to happen? We don't know. And finally, I have something for you to listen to. It is the Odd Lots podcast by Bloomberg. And they interview Sam Bankman-Fried, who is the CEO of FTX Exchange. And they're asking him about yield farming, DeFi yield farming. And the answer that he gives, now remember, this guy is worth like what? $34 billion is one of the leaders in this market. He was a trader that wanted to make better products for everybody. He knows this market. And his answer should worry you, okay? What I'm trying to say is this is cautionary so listen to it anyway i have a transcription of the podcast i'm not going to play you the podcast because i don't think i'm allowed to because it's not my property uh but i will read it for you anyway the host starts asking sam bankman fried this can you give me an understanding of farming i mean like to me farming is like some sort of structure puts and collect a premium but perhaps there's a more sophisticated understanding than that and sam bankman fried goes on at 21 minutes and 28 seconds of the podcast and says this let me give you sort of a real toy model of it which I actually think has a surprising amount of legitimacy for what farming could mean. You know, where do I start? You start with a company that builds a box. And in practice, this box, they probably dress it up to look like a life-changing, you know, world-altering protocol that's going to replace all the big banks in, let's say, 38 days or whatever. Maybe for now, you actually ignore what it does or pretends it does. It's just a box. So what this protocol is, it's called Protocol X. It's a box. And you got a token. You could take Ethereum and you could put it in the box. And you could take Ethereum out of the box. All right, so you put it in the box and you get like, you know, an IOU for having put Ethereum in the box. And then you can redeem that IOU back out for the token. So far, we've described the world's dumbest ETF or something like that. It doesn't do anything but let you put things into it if you so choose. And then this protocol issues a token. We'll call it whatever, X token. And X token promises that anything cool that happens because of this box is going to ultimately be usable by, you know, governance vote of holders of the X tokens. They can vote on what to do with any proceeds or cool things that happen from this box. And of course, so far, we haven't exactly given a compelling reason for why there ever will be any proceeds from this box. But I don't know. You know, maybe there will be. So there's sort of where you start. SBF continues and says, and then you say, all right, well, you've got this box and you've got X token and the box protocol declares, or maybe it votes on by chain governments or, you know, something like that, that what they're going to do is they're going to take half of all of the X tokens that were reminted, maybe two thirds will, 
Two-thirds will offer X tokens, and they're going to give them away for free to whoever uses this box. So anyone who goes, takes some money, and puts it in the box, each day they're going to airdrop you, you know, 1% of X tokens amongst everybody who put money in the box. That's, for now, what X token does. It gets given away to the box people. If SBF saying this about what DeFi yield farming is and does doesn't worry you and you don't want to listen to this whole thing and you're still thinking about putting money into DeFi yield farming or staking, let me know. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Thank you, as always, for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.